The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. A Lynchburg-area coalition is aiming to secure up to $75 million of federal aid to help develop the region's nuclear industry. The group wants Lynchburg and Southwest Virginia to be designated one of 20 tech hubs nationwide by the U.S. Economic Development Administration, according to Cardinal News. The Tech Hubs program seeks to directly invest in critical technologies. Governor Glenn Youngkin has said he wants to open a small modular nuclear reactor in southwest Virginia within a decade. Richmond city officials are pushing back against the local electoral board's decision to eliminate two early voting sites. The GOP-led board cited the $100,000 price tag to staff the locations. As Whitney Evans with VPM News reports, the city attorney's office and the office of Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin have said the board's decision is probably illegal. The Richmond Electoral Board voted earlier this week to shutter the City Hall and Hickory Hill Community Center locations this year. That means there's only one place left for voters to cast ballots early, in an office park off Laburnum Avenue. The City Attorney's Office says it's City Council's job to make decisions about early voting locations and not the Electoral Board. Here's 9th District Councilor Mike Jones. If they don't know the laws pertaining to elections and fair elections in locality, they are sorely misinformed, not able to do their jobs, not given the basic tools to discharge their duties. This is the first election to be administered by the board's new Republican majority, which includes Chair C. Starlet Stevens and Vice Chair John Ambrose. A third member, Democrat Joyce K. Smith, acts as secretary. State law requires the governor's political party to hold a majority on all local election boards. Axios Richmond reported that a quarter of the 11,000-plus in-person ballots tallied in last year's midterms were cast at the now-shuttered locations. Whitney Evans, VPM News. On Friday, two Richmond city councilors made recommendations on how to serve residents experiencing homelessness. VPM News reporter Jad Khalil has more. Council President Mike Jones and Chairperson of the Education and Human Services Committee, Stephanie Lynch, said they're concerned with the resources currently available for those experiencing homelessness. The pair made a number of recommendations in a memo sent to city administrators. One is to set aside $120,000 for an organization to continue managing cases for those experiencing homelessness. Another was to request a report from Homeward, which coordinates homelessness services across the region. That report would detail how all current funding is being used. The memo hinted there's more legislation coming too, like on expectations for winter shelters. The city struggled to set those up last winter. Some planned shelters never opened, leading to a shortage of shelter beds. Jones and Lynch asked for an update from the administration by early September. Jad Khalil, VPM News. The U.S. Department of Agriculture recently awarded about $11 million to three rural health care projects in the Commonwealth. The money comes from a grant program that dispersed American Rescue Plan funds. 
The projects aim to increase access to telehealth as well as mental health services and substance use treatment in the Shenandoah Valley in southwest Virginia. Senator Tim Kaine touted the award and said he's also working to reauthorize funding for community health centers in the state. The open comment portion of a recent Virginia Board of Education meeting included numerous people voicing opinions on the state's new model policies for trans students. Released earlier in July, the policies offer guidance to local school divisions on students' nicknames, use of pronouns, and counseling, among other issues. Some who mentioned the policies noted they could be harmful to LGBTQ plus students and shared their own experiences, like Katrina Van Orden. None of the supporters of these new model policies have experienced what us queer folks have experienced. They cannot speak to this topic with any nuance, firsthand knowledge, or compassion because of that. Other commenters supported the new model policies, citing the guidance as a win for parents, free speech, and freedom of religion in public schools. While Virginia's midterm elections are still several months away, some are looking to 2025 when a race will decide who follows Governor Glenn Youngkin in the position. Democratic U.S. Representative Abigail Spanberger and an aide have told party members that she's prepping a run for the job, according to Politico. In a statement to the digital outlet, a spokesperson says Spanberger is currently focused on the upcoming elections, but did not deny the report. The November elections, when all 140 seats in the General Assembly are up for grabs, will determine if state government remains split or if a single party can capture control of both houses. The James City County Board of Supervisors voted last week to end the contract that created a joint school district its run for about 70 years with the city of Williamsburg. Ryan Murphy with partner station WHRO News has the details. Williamsburg and James City County have operated a joint school district together since 1955. Williamsburg City Council voted in June to study potentially splitting from James City County and creating its own school district. In a podcast posted by the county, board chairman Michael Hippel says there's a huge amount of planning to be done to make this happen. And we didn't want to wait till the last minute and let the city say, OK, we decided that we're going to start our own school system, which is fine with us if they want to do that. It's not an issue. And uh, but we have a lot of planning to do. Hippel said James City County needs to build a middle school if the district's split. The contract between the county and the city runs through the fall of 2025. County Administrator Scott Stevens says James City is asking to extend that to fall of 2026 to give it time to construct that middle school. VPM News would like to issue a correction. We misidentified early voting periods in Friday's daily newscast. Early voting in Virginia starts Friday, September 22nd and runs through Saturday, November 4th. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.